welcome to a new episode of my podcast episode 33 i think uh i want to talk about world building and i know this is crazy three three episodes in a row this is uh unheard of lately but i'm having fun making these so we'll just keep them coming for now so world building i feel like i have a lot to say about world building it's a um can be a dangerous thing as an indie creator a pitfall that i think i see a lot of people doing where they spend too much time world building and too much money so those are like the two big things that you got to think about when world building as an indie creator but also i want to talk about like the right ways to do it as far as like storytelling goes but just before that i kind of want to talk about the pitfall and the endless loop that world building can be I write a lot of um, like high concept fantasy and uh, sci-fi stories. So like, of course, I have a lot of world building and I think about these worlds a lot, sometimes months. But if you spent years, months or even years world building your story and you've still never have written a comic script yet or never made a comic yet, then I would say stop immediately and write your comic and make a comic because um, you can like world build all you want. But if you never make a comic, you'll never get better in your storytelling and never improve. And plus, as uh, when I first started, like trying to make a comic and make a story, um, you know, I grew up like looking at these video game studios that have millions of dollars to budget on stuff like concept art and world building. And as an indie creator, you just don't have those resources. So, um, like, I tried paying for tons of concept art for characters and creatures and landscapes. And honestly, if you're just making a comic, you don't need all that. Um, you can put all of that in the script for free. And just describe it well with your writing and your comic artist should be able to interpret that into some cool designs of course you can like get a few character designs but i always recommend getting that from your actual comic artist because your comic artist is the one that's going to be drawing these characters in like sequential art in sequential pages and they're going to be the ones drawing it the most so you want them to have characters designed um what they like drawing you know so yeah i mean i uh before I ever paid for like any comic pages, I wasted a lot of money on um, concept art and character designs, and I kind of learned my lesson back then. Before ever making um, the first my first comic, The Wild Cosmos Number One, all of that just concept art and stuff. That I mean, yeah, you can put it in like the back matter or like a, um, a concept book later, but it's pretty much useless. Like it doesn't. You're not selling that. You're selling your actual comic. So yeah, as an indie creator, just be careful with the whole world building thing. Um, you don't want to waste money on concept art or designs. Have your actual comic artist do that stuff in most cases and uh, get to actually writing the uh, the script and making the comic and paying for pages instead of just in that getting stuck in that world building vortex loop where it's never ending. So yeah, of course I do world build, like I, I write these fantasy and sci-fi stories um, and a lot goes into it. Like for Beastlands, for example, it's this world that I thought of. I mean, I, I probably thought of it for months, but I did never paid for any concept art or character designs until I found my comic artist. And right before we started doing some pages, she did some character designs and creature designs. And that's about it. Just the main characters. Like you don't have to go crazy with landscapes and everything. Stay focused, get the comic made. But I mean, I, I probably thought about the Beastlands world for a few months. Um, and, and of course, you can have like a document where uh, you kind of have like the history of the world and um, like how the world works for Beastlands. You know, some people have these companion beasts. They are realistic beasts. They don't have any magical abilities or anything. 
Um, so, I, I mean, I have all that in a document, but even that, you don't want to waste too much time. You want to have enough info, but a lot of that won't even be, make it into the comic. Like, I'm, I'm not going to overly explain all of that uh, that world-building doc ever, like, on the comic pages, you know? It's kind of more just for yourself, so you have that info, um, and you can kind of stick to that. As far as, like, tips for storytelling and world-building... Um, so you get your doc, that's all info for yourself when you're telling your story. But um, I would say a few things, like you want your world building to complement the story. You don't want to just have um, world building like for the sake of it. It's kind of like the whole story versus plot idea. Like you want the story is the most important part. Plot is just stuff happening and it can get kind of boring. That that's uh, That'll probably be another episode, but... That's the same goes for world building. Like you, you can have this intergalactic story or this alien invasion story, but if it doesn't relate to like your theme and your character arcs and like help that stuff out, then what's the point? It's just, um, it's just kind of like mindless stuff. For Beastlands, like the what I wanted to say with that story, I wanted it to be about uh, somebody, a person caring for like a pet and the relationship between the two and. Um, like the relationship of taking things for granted. So then that naturally developed into like that Beastlands world where some people have companion beasts and you ride them and you have to care for them like a real pet. Um, and that was kind of like my experience dealing with my dog being hit by a car and trying to put that into a story. So that's, uh, I guess that's one tip for world building is try to, try to make it meaningful in the actual story that you want to tell. What do you want to say with the story and try to have the world building like complement that and reinforce that. Another tip for world building, I would say, is making rules um, for Beastlands. Another, I can keep using that as an example because I feel like that's a pretty high concept thing. It's kind of like a mix of like Pokemon and um, Game of Thrones, but I, I made rules for that to kind of make it original and differentiate it from you know like those inspirations like Pokemon and. Game of Thrones. There's nothing wrong with having inspirations, but I think you want to try to try. I mean, you want to try to make something original, of course. Um, so the rules I made for Beastlands that are in that you know pit, in that doc, uh, that like story doc, is um, there's no magical abilities. Uh, some people have these companion beasts, and they can die just like a real animal if you don't care for it properly. So those are kind of just a couple like rules for the world, and I'm gonna stick to those to try to keep it uh, to try to keep it authentic to that world. So I'm not gonna, you know, we're not gonna get to volume four of Beastlands and all this. All of a sudden, they're shooting electric out and magical abilities and all this. No, it's gonna stay realistic. Humans don't have any magical abilities, um, and those rules I think kind of help with telling your story in that world, and people will start to understand the the world building that you're developing. Another problem, I think, when it comes to world building and actual like storytelling is people can overdo it with ex exposition, and you always hear exposition's bad, and it, yeah, it is, because it's it takes away from like the actual story you're telling with the characters and stuff. It, it helps like build the world, but if you do it badly, you're just like, you could just have tons of like caption boxes in your comic covering up your art, like telling the history of the world, and it's usually pretty boring, like for this new made-up world, like 
unless it's like Game of Thrones where people love that world and the history of that world. Like it, it can be pretty boring and especially as a if you're a new creator trying to put out a new series, like you want to hook the reader and show them what the story is and show them who the characters are. And if they don't if they're not familiar with this world or familiar with your work and they're just like reading the history of this world, I think that will automatically just bore some people and probably turn off readers. Um, I was once told from an editor that you should never do like a prologue for a story and that's probably pretty good advice like prologues are just world building stuff that can probably bore people if you don't have like an existing fan base and stuff and it's not a world that people already love um i would stick to that not that it's like not that i mean it's probably possible you could do it but um for me for my storytelling like i think the most important thing is the character arcs and the themes and the story that these characters are going through and the character growth so if you're starting off your story with a bunch of exposition you're probably not going to hook readers they're probably not going to stick around to read it and you're not showing um you know you're not showing your characters the most important part so what you could do instead of having just a bunch of like boring exposition is to just have a bunch of subtle um, like storytelling that kind of explains the world. So the first five pages of Beastlands, there was a lot of world building in those first couple pages. Even the first page is about a king. He's giving a speech to an audience, and uh, it just in his dialogue, he doesn't overly explain it, but he says that this beast that he's about to execute was his uh, companion beast since he was five. It was his keeper. So that's some world building. Like These keepers are these companion beasts that some people have in the world. So yeah, on the next page, he then executes it. And then uh, the next three pages are our main characters. And uh, they're in a predicament where these scavengers are attacking them. Uh, and then you see them whistle. And there's like a spread of uh, their beasts coming to save them. And that kind of explains how they have two of these companion beasts with them that are helping protect them. That's some more world building. You see the scavengers running away, uh, saying they're scared of the keepers. So that's, that's more world building. So yeah, hopefully if I did that opening of that first five pages right, I didn't over-explain with exposition the history of this world and how keepers work and how companion beasts, all of that works. But hopefully if I did it well, then readers will start to realize uh, when they see the scavengers running away, yelling that the kids have keepers, they'll see that these companion beasts are actually keepers. And you see the king talking about his keeper and executes it after the accident with his daughter. Hopefully all of that like reinforces the world building of this world. Um, in subtle ways where I'm not overly explaining everything. Another example is from my other comic series, Slightly Exaggerated, where um, you have this, this treasure hunter girl who's dying. She's like stealing these religious artifacts and it's in this world, this crazy fantasy world where like, there's flying wheels and uh, religion is law and there's like these three main religions but i don't ever overly explain any of that you see this this uh the main character mia you see that she's dying she's scratching her arm um, you see her getting sick without overly explaining that stuff and then um you see her stealing an artifact and getting chased and then you see the authority of the world uh after her saying they've been tracking her down but i never like overly explain how uh religion is law in this world and like the rules of it but hopefully just through reading the story, you'll start to understand that. So subtle ways that you can reinforce the, the world building of this new crazy fantasy world.
so yeah hopefully um hopefully this can be a wake-up call that you don't spend too much time wasting world building too much time and money and then just a few tips on how to successfully do it in comics and subtly do it without overly exposition and prologues and all that other than that i'm recording this on christmas eve probably get this out today thanks everybody for listening uh thank you for the reviews i remember these old episodes i was trying to get to 15 reviews and we're at like 21 now and most of them are positive so thank you for that if we could get to maybe 30 reviews that'd be cool you can follow me at curtis clow uh, i started a youtube channel that's gonna be one of my goals in 2021 to to throw up some youtube content so i'm gonna put a link in the uh, description for my youtube channel if you want to uh, subscribe there you can see my comic trailer that's the only thing i posted currently yeah so happy holidays see you guys next episode